Hello and welcome to Reverse Swing. I am your host Sam Ahmed. Reverse Swing is going to be your home of sports analysis where we'll be discussing and analyzing all the latest happenings from the world of sports. So stay tuned to Reverse Swing and enjoy. Hello everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Reverse Swing. I hope you all are doing well and have good health. The last year and a half has been like super crazy. Like since the pandemic started last March, everything sort of just changed all of a sudden. And in between there were times when you thought it will ever anything ever be normal again or will the usual way in which the human life works or the human life had started working in the past will it return to that normalcy and it it was a fear which not just only me but a lot of people had in their minds and it's quite good to know that like all of the pandemic hasn't ended yet but we are on a way back to achieving that normalcy as the vaccination process has started and all of it but the most important thing with the pandemic is that the normalcy has started to return to the sporting world as well and which is quite fascinating like last summer usually it's that time of the year where most sporting events happen like Euro 2020 was supposed to happen last summer there is Wimbledon there is the English summer of cricket and Olympics were supposed to happen last year as well which got postponed the Euros got postponed Wimbledon didn't happen and there were lots of other sporting events that couldn't take place because of the pandemic and this year when we are in going into the summer or we have entered the summer there is a very different feel to it like unlike the previous year because this year all the events are going to happen we've got the euros cup starting on 20 on the 11th of june the england new zealand test series has started this week the first test have has happened has ended yesterday the french open is taking place the wimbledon will happen we have got in the end of july and or start of august we've got the olympics the tokyo olympics so there is there is sense of normalcy returning to the sporting world although the crowds are limited or in some places no crowds are allowed but we've got that sense of normalcy returning to the world of sports where we have got a full fledged summer of sports lined up with all sorts of ex- exciting things in prospect whether it be football or it be tennis whether it be cricket whether it be formula 1 or whether it be the sports in general so i guess it's going to be like a very good summer of sports and we'll have a sense of normalcy come back to us by watching the sport and enjoying it So moving on one of the things that I wanted to 
I thought that it was important before I went on and reviewing and discussing about the various sports as I would do during the course of the show regularly every week I'll try to come to you guys and try to give you a roundup of what happened in the past week in the world of sports and what were the interesting games that took place or the events that were the highlight of the last week or which were in the news regarding the sportsmen or the sporting world or the sport in general. But it was very important that I gave you an hindsight into why I was starting reverse swing. Because I do feel like here in Pakistan, because I belong from Pakistan, there are very few, there, there are hardly any sports shows. The ones that do exist that only revolve around cricket and only talk about cricket, I understand because the cricket is the most popular sport here, the sport at which we are, as a country have generally done well. But what happened, but what that gives is that the country just has uh, have people who are just interested in watching cricket and don't watch other sport but that's not the case like people watch football here as well people watch tennis people watch basketball people watch all other kinds of sports they, they follow it they follow it very religiously they they understand the sport very well but there are no avenues where the sport is discussed or there is a an environment being created in those shows where those those sports would be discussed so that they would start eventually start becoming part of the mainstream so what happens is that it 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 it, it backs off although it might look in the short run as very good by discussing cricket and making it part of all the mainstream conversations and everything that starts with sports ends with cricket but in the long run, it's something which is not good for the overall environment of sports. So it's important that there are shows that not that completely not just give attention to cricket. Yes, give attention to cricket, but at the same time also give equal attention to football, to let's say tennis to formula one to basketball although they might not be players who might be playing that sport but they're fans and once they're fans of a sport an environment sort of gets created and when that sort of environment gets created because of that environment there's an equal chance that many young kids will start playing that sport and once kids or youngsters start playing a particular sport they become, they create an environment where a lot of people start to notice that, yeah, a lot of people play the sport and then the, you can sort of attract in investment or money or a culture sort of starts and then you can sort of give that sports also a rise in the country and more people can start playing it and you can and you as a country can excel in that sport so that's why and also felt that there was not enough good shows that actually really talked about sports rather than going into 
the nitty gritties of their personal likes and dislikes and stuff and which is not necessarily necessarily a thing which should be done during a sports show it it should be about sports that's what the fans want they they want a good nice tight analysis on what's happening in the world of sports the things and discuss and review and just get a feel of 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 a feel of the sentiment that they have they just wanted to be represented in a good manner so that's why i felt that there was quite a gap here in this regard so i thought it by doing a show which covers all sorts of sports which is objective which analyzes and reviews on the sport for what it is for not for what likes and dislikes i do have so so it will be a good mean medium for me to have a show sports show weekly sports show where i analyze and review sports and also pay way for for other people to take light from it and have a show that's more inclusive to other sports as well so as although i have lectured in the past 3 4 minutes you about how we just don't need to focus only on cricket but need to focus on other sports but uh, being cricket being the most popular sport and the country having such a huge following and also the reason that the sport currently in which we do somehow better than other sports uh so it's it's imperative that we discuss what's happening around it and and then we can sort of move on to the football and tennis and formula 1 so uh, let's start with the resumption of the PSL it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a quite heartening thing to know that the PSL is starting on 9th of June all it got postponed in the month of march after several cases of coronavirus were reported in management and the players and there was quite a worry that the cases might increase if the tournament wasn't postponed so it was better it, it, it was, so it was thought that it was better to postpone the tournament right now and then do it after uh some time when the conditions or when the environment has sort of become better to hold host tournament and although the environment here in the country couldn't um, become better because pakistan was facing with the third wave and the ncoc the body that's leading pakistan's fight to get, fight against the covid uh didn't give pakistan cricket board pcb the permission to hold the rest of the games for the psl so they had to look otherwise other ways and they decided they would host they will host with the other psl with the psl franchises they will host it in abu dhabi and 
there were quite logistic issues as well there were a lot of permissions because uh, Abu Dhabi was also going into a lockdown there were travel restrictions there were flight restrictions and um, there was a lot of work that needed to be do needed to be done with the quarantine of the players of the staff and the crew and everything but despite all of that PCB has been able to pull it off and which is like which which deserves a lot of credit, which many people don't give it. While they are too busy to criticize on the nitty gritties of that, they they didn't do this thing well or they didn't do that thing well. But what we need to appreciate it is that we are going through a pandemic which has devastated the whole world. And despite being in that pandemic, they have actually done really well with organizing an international level tournament although there were there was mismanagement in the hands of PCB in the first leg when cases got reported they could have it far stricter but despite all the logistic issues and the restrictions they they just been able to pull it off has deserves some sort of credit and if we don't give that we won't be doing a justice to the PCB because I think that sometimes we go quite overboard in criticizing the PCB despite knowing that they are also trying their best to make things works so, so that was like the aspect to the organizing and the hosting of the tournament but coming to the business part of the tournament that's related to cricket uh, the dynamics of the PSL completely changed because in the first leg the pitches of Karachi and Pakistani wickets are usually very betting friendly and have got true bounce and you, you can score freely the ball comes under the bat and it's perfect conditions for batting and but once you move to UAE, the pitches, they are not the same as in Pakistan. Yes, they are good pitches, but they are slow and they turn as well. So, there is a whole another level of uh, trajectory or, or a thing that's, that's become part of the tournament now. Because mm, we've got five, six games to go till the playoffs and with none of the sides actually really out although Multan and Quetta are at the at the bottom two teams but they still do have qualification chances and if they can conjure up some wins during these games it, it, it will surely be quite benefiting for them so so to speak that the the pictures of the UAE and the conditions of the UAE become affected. Also, you have to keep in mind it's summers and the summers in the desert are quite tough and the temperatures go up to 40, 45, even 50 during the day. And even at the night, it's not very pleasant. So it, it, it will be quite a challenge for the players as well in this heat to maintain their energy levels and give their 100% and give performances that are really well and all the sides look 
reasonably well although a few sides can say that they because they have come under strength due to this uh, an, an unavailability of certain players but still um, all the teams remain quite competitive and it, it's quite good to know that PSL is resuming it's resuming on the 9th of June and we're really looking forward to it the Islamabad United play Lahore Kalandas on the 9th of June and the final will be on the 24th of June so fingers crossed hoping for some exciting action hoping the games are as good as they were in the first leg of the tournament and we 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 can have some good exciting games up our sleeve now moving on uh new zealand are touring england after 6 years the first test just finished last night and uh it ended up in a draw although the day 3 was lost completely to rain and although there was a result po- possibility of all three results yesterday but uh england decided to shut all shut all shop and go for a draw rather than going for the chase of the target of 264 which was set to them by new zealand when they declared after lunch and england quite successful in uh blocking out and having a draw for the test match one of the things that need to be talked about was conway's brilliant 200 like to score a double century in test cricket is a big thing but to do that on your debut at lords it doesn't get better than that and you've got to also factor in that he someone who started his career from playing T20 cricket then ODI cricket and then test cricket and just to make the transition so beautifully like adapt your game to the test side of things it, it's wonderful and it it tells you the quality of the player someone who can play all three formats without any fuss and that, that that's really good and that's really brilliant you know and Rory Burns also scored a good 100 like those were the two notable batsmen who 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 scored a significant amount of runs for the sides and team saudi was really good he his his bowling was really good he, he bowled a wonderful spell in the first innings for new zealand got six wickets he he looked really menacing with the new ball as well with the old ball and the little changes and has run up and his bowling stride and his seam position were just like the minor differences which he just always has up up his sleeve and which always results in batsmen ending up making mistakes all over new look them at look at them firstly they don't look like mistakes but once you like analyze them properly and you you know that he has made a fool out of the batsman so anyways it ended in a draw but but it's a good preparation for as i would say for new zealand they've got the world test championship final as well from the 18th of june against india in southampton so they would be looking at these two tests as a practice 
and practice to the final of the world test championship against india and a good way to get warmed up and acclimatized to the conditions we we will talk more about the world test championship in a in a completely separate episode where we give a lot of talk to the new zealand squads and india squads and look at overall the test championship final and how it has been world test championship the first of its kind and what the future holds for it so stay tuned for that as well now moving on from cricket uh, come to the football and the world of football is gearing up itself for the euros the euros that got cancelled last year uh i have think this time and it's 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 quite a tournament that 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 that's many people are looking forward to it and everyone is like football is the most popular sport in the world and there there are quite a few good sides france portugal germany england spain italy all these sides are pretty good and you you cannot say that there is one this this one this particular side that's clear favorite although there might be some people who might put the favorite tag on france or xyz but still there are the sides that are really good and have got good attacking players and it's 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 going to be quite an exciting tournament and the other thing about this year's euro is that it's a 32 team tournament unlike the 24 team tournament that used to happen before so they this time they've got eight groups rather than just six groups which used to have they had previously in the previous editions of the euro cup so it's going to be a bigger tournament with more teams and with i would say better football and i am surely expecting that it will be good football good competitive football and we'll have good matches and also to say that you know this is only a, like a brief mention of the euros but i intend to do a separate episode completely uh, dedicated to the euros we will have some fans of certain sides certain experts and discuss with them their sides and how they see the euro panning out and what are the expectations from the tournament and how are they satisfied with the squad of their side and who they feel are their strongest competitors or rivals in the tournament and and and, and that will give you greater insight into the euros so i would say that this is just for football right now and i'll move on to tennis tennis world was also equally sort of hit by the jolt of the pandemic and although the Roland Garros the French Open commonly known as uh, got postponed which happens usually in May and uh, although it got hap- it happened later but with significance or the 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 thing is that when a thing happens every year at a certain time it sort of 
gets that time gets associated with that particular thing and that's the case with french open as well or i would say all the tennis uh, grand slams that there are a particular time that's associated with it and you sort of look forward to that time like yeah this is the time and this tournament's happening i'm going to follow it but because of the pandemic the whole schedule sort of got dismantled and because of that the french open also got delayed and there wasn't that feel to it but this time with limited clouds uh, limited crowds allowed and happening at the same time where it has happened for so many years you just sort of feel that it is a normal city turning to it of course rafael nadal is the favorite uh, to win the tournament he has a superb record in clay like it's, it's it's almost impossible to beat him on clay and you're quite a fool like if you think that Rafael Nadal won't make it to the last four or the finals of the tournament and there's also Djokovic like who is in pretty good form ha- has been in pretty good form and sort of quite at his peak in comparison to the aging Nadal and Federer Federer has also made a comeback after 17 months like that's quite that's quite a heartening thing to see the 39 year old come back on a tennis court after 17 months two knee surgeries and still playing tennis and that was and many fans like me fedder fans fear that he may not ever we not we may not ever see him play again but thankfully we we have got the chance although he has withdrawn from the round 4 of the tournament citing that uh, he's just returning from injury hasn't had much match practice so it won't be wise with his body to just keep on playing so he'll be withdrawing from the tournament and has expressed his disappointment that he is quite disappointed that he couldn't continue the tournament but it's been a real prayer he said that playing in France and especially his third round game really pushed him to remorse against the german copper because he really pushed him throughout the four sets almost all went to the tiebreakers and federer had to work really hard to ensure that he he stayed at the best of his game and didn't let the german dominate him and win the game and he ended up ended up winning the game but he played some magnificent tennis some of the shots were as it was uh, exquisite as they were some 7 5 6 years ago when when federer was at his absolute peak and looked a million dollar and and, and that that uh, sort of motivates you to like at the age of 39 to play that kind of tennis like that, that that's insane and i just tell you that if you're doing the thing you really love or you're really really passionate about you'll end up doing good so french open is in its stages of in its third and fourth round stage and and we will keep an eye on it and have like a more detailed discussion on the french open next week when 
it enters into its uh, quarterfinal and semifinal stage or the business or as they call the business part of the tournament. Formula One season has been a brilliant season this time around. Like it, it, it's it's been like the most exciting one in quite some time. Although every year there's hardly any race that isn't exciting, but this season like you've got a real competitive uh, fight going on for the championship. Uh, although Lewis Hamilton has been winning it for the past many years. But this time, you really feel that Max Verstappen is challenging uh, Lewis Hamilton and giving him a fight for his money. Because in the first time in six years that Max Verstappen is leading the Drivers' Championship and Lewis Hamilton is trailing him by four points. And all the races, whether it be Bahrain or whether it be Barcelona or whether it be... Uh, the other races that have taken place all have been super competitive and Max and Hamilton have been on the neck of each other trying their level best to keep the other one at bay and ensure that they win through and what a crazy race we had yesterday in Baku like the, the the craziest race of the season I would say because Leclerc, in the in the qualifying session, we had quite a few crashes, quite a few red flags, and the qualifying had to stop. And in the third qualifying, Leclerc got the best lap in, and while the drivers were lining up for the final flying lap, uh, Yuki Tsunoda of Alpha Tuari you know, got hit into the. I got hit at a turn 15 and the session had to be stopped. So due to that, Leclerc ended up benefiting from it all and got the pole position, Hamilton in second and Verstappen in third. And everyone was saying that we are in for quite an exciting race. And that's what happened. Leclerc got off to a brilliant start, Hamilton right on his toes and... One of the other people who got a wonderful start was Sergio Perez. He started in sixth, but he sort of had such a good start that he got into the third position at the first, got into fourth position at turn two, and then he sort of overtook Leclerc as well. When Hamilton had overtaken Leclerc and got the first position, but as Hamilton and all of these drivers were on soft tires. They had to change them after 13 to 14 laps. And Hamilton went into the pits, and, but Verstappen and Perez stayed on. And because when Hamilton was pitting, at the same time, Pierre Gasly was coming into the pits. So Hamilton had to wait for an extra two seconds so that Gasly could go to his pit and then he could leave the pit stop and which actually costed Hamilton an extra two seconds due to which Verstappen and Perez got ahead of him and for pretty much rest of the race 
actually till lap 49 hamilton was third to perez and verstappen and it was in lap 49 when right close to the finishing line of finishing line or to the end of his lap that's when max verstappen all of a sudden got had a tire failure or whatever and he sort of got in went into the boarding houses and he had to retire and for having led the race for the best part of it it was it was like so disappointing for Verstappen that he couldn't finish it off and won the race and take those crucial 26 points in a driver's championship and what I have happened because of that was that the session was red flagged and all the drivers had to return to the pit and then there was going to be a restart for the last two laps and the thing was that Lewis Hamilton and everybody was saying that Lewis Hamilton had once again got lucky because his rival had sort of got into an accident, had to retire, won't be getting any points and Hamilton could even if you finish second, he will be going with 18 points and getting a good lead and Verstappen, which is quite crucial in the driver's championship. Uh, but once the restart happened at turn one, Hamilton ended up locking himself. And rather than turning left, he went straight on to the into the corner and that sort of left him number 15 rather than number 2nd and Sergio Perez, Sebastian Vettel and Pierre Gasly ended up getting on the podium and and Vettel ran a wonderful race because he started at number 11 and ended up 2nd and, and it was a brilliant race and Hamilton sort of lost an opportunity to get ahead of Verstappen when because he had the chance all he had to do was just maintain his place or not try to go for the f- first position or something and actually what happened is that it doesn't change the championship because the points that were at, at the end of the Monaco Mon- Monaco Grand Prix are the same which are at the end of the Baku Grand Prix and so the season uh, has just got more exciting because the fight's on for the championship and you can, you can clearly see that Mercedes and Red Bull after uh, have been rivals for quite some time but this, this, this is the year where Red Bull is really giving Mercedes a run for its money or really challenging them. They lead them in the Constructors' Championship as well and uh, driver championship so it, there's a lot to look forward to the championship because I'm pretty sure there are many other exciting races ahead which are going to be as intriguing as the Baku one and it's going, it's going to be really fascinating to watch so I guess That's it for the first episode. We've discussed cricket, football, tennis, Formula One. 
in the coming episodes we'll try to go deeper into particular sports like we will keep doing the weekly roundup so we'll also plug in episodes where we'll talk about a particular sport or a particular event in detail like the euros we'll give a complete analysis of the teams and so just for just a general preview about what to expect and an introductory sort of thing and as we move on we will have people guests on the show who will talk about the sport or that particular event and how it's sort of panning out and when we'll have the fans as well the fans who love the sport and get a fan point to be as well so stay tuned to the worst thing i'm pretty sure it's it's just just a start so sorry and apologies for any of the mistakes or any glitches that that might be heard or might uh, you, you you might hear or stuff like that because it's just a start and i hope to improve upon it and really looking forward to doing more shows and with more insight like it was just a journal introductory thing and i'll little touching onto the brief things so very looking forward to it and hopefully uh, to catch up with you guys with another episode of reverse swing so it's a goodbye for now take care and goodbye